Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis or Velo Sews on social media. Welcome back to Sew Over 50 podcast on Sew Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. Sew Organized Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on today's Sew Over 50 podcast, Sew Over 50 intersects with all communities. Today, Jeanette Hayes is our guest from New Zealand, and I'm so pleased we now have the hashtag NZSews. It's a great way to find New Zealand sewers. Jeanette, thank you for coming onto the podcast today. How are you, Maria? I'm good. How are you? Very good. You know that I found you through the hashtag NZSews. Yes. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, I love using that hashtag because I love finding other New Zealand sewers and it's just a great, great hashtag. And I think there's, uh, I like using Auckland sews and yeah, it's so lovely to be able to find and connect with people locally. How did the NZ sews hashtag start? Was that something that you saw or that you created? No, I didn't create it. I just saw it. And I guess somebody here started it and um, I saw it a couple of times and thought, yeah, that's a really good one. And so I started putting that on my Instagram posts and I found some really inspiring sewists that way. Is there an Instagram account or a group in New Zealand that does sewing events? Yeah, there is. There's an Instagram account called Sew Social NZ. They organize fructales in New Zealand. Now, there was a Froctiles Wellington, which a few friends of mine went to from Auckland recently and absolutely had an amazing time. Unfortunately, I couldn't go. And so Social NZ is great because there is a really good build up to the event. They show what people are making. There's competitions being run for people who want to show the progress of their garments. They're talking about sponsors because there's always lots of lovely prizes. They even send out a newsletter to the people who have registered. So it's a lovely event, really well organised. I went for the first time, probably must be three years ago now because it hasn't been able to be held for the last two years. Yeah. I went with two friends and we met, you know, a lovely group of women there and have actually remained in contact with a couple of them who we now sew with in person. So great place to meet people. And did you have local sewing friends that you met up with prior to going to Froctails? Yeah, well, actually, you know, people of my generation, we were kind of brought up sewing. My mum taught me to sew, but also I sewed at school. I mean, we all had to do home economics, which included sewing and cooking. But anyway, when I started sewing again about four years ago, I just mentioned it to a couple of friends actually in my book club. And it turned out that Three of the women in my book club also sew. We have formed this really lovely little group um, and we sew together in person fairly regularly. We either get together at each other's houses or we've even been away for a weekend a few times. And yeah, it's really enjoyable because for me, sewing, I mean, it can be a very lovely, quiet, meditative process. And often that's what you want to do. You want to sew by yourself and think about nothing else except the steps that you're taking to sew your garment. But also it can be very social and that's a really nice 
thing about sewing is that actually you can get together with a group of friends who like sewing and chat and talk about what you're making and your passions. And yeah, so there's two sides to it. There is, isn't there? Mm. Now, you're in Auckland, right? Yes. Okay. With the various lockdowns that have happened, Mm. how has your sewing group kept in contact? We're all great friends. And so we talking everything anyway and because we're also in a book club together we'd have online book club meetings but we did actually have um, an online sewing day so what that consisted of was and that was in the last lockdown we've been in a number of quite long lockdowns in Auckland Mm -hmm. but our last one we had this virtual sewing day so we got online in the morning and had coffee and talked about what we were going to make and then we caught up again at lunchtime and had a bit of a progress report. And then uh, at the end of the day, we all got a, ourselves a glass of wine and went back online and had a chat and, you know, just showed what we'd been doing. That was really nice, actually, and a good way to connect, even though we couldn't see each other. And the good thing was you had the wine at the end of the day, not during the day. <laughs> exactly, yes. So it wouldn't impact your project. No, it didn't at all. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Hmm. So you said you started sewing, you learned how to sew at school, and then you came back to sewing about four years ago. Really, I would have have learned to sew originally from mum because my mum was a great sewer and used to sew our clothes, which I think was quite typical of that time. Certainly my sisters and my clothes, probably not my brothers, but, um, yeah, she used to sew us clothes and, in fact, My sister's four years younger than me, and we often used to have matching clothes, Mm -hmm. which I think was also quite usual then. I remember a couple of particular outfits, lime green trouser suits were one of them. And actually, she also sewed us corduroy pinafores and blouses matching, which would be completely fit in nowadays with the sort of 70s vibe that's going on. Yeah. Mum taught me to sew and when I was young and I used to sew dolls clothes and stuff like that. And then, yeah, as I say, we did home economics at school. And so we had sewing lessons just as part of our curriculum. But then life gets busy. I went to university, et cetera. And I think I still sewed a bit there actually. But then certainly after that, I didn't sew at all for a long time. And then, you know, children and all those sort of obligations, sports and the weekends and things, you know, you have very little time. And sewing is quite a time-intensive hobby. It is. Especially when you add on the sort of Googling for fabric and going to fabric shops and things like that, which is a whole other subject. But then my children, of course, grew up and they're now 24 and 25. And, yeah, I just found I had quite a lot of time that I hadn't had. And I you know, had seen things like the Great British Sewing Bee on television and, you know, was aware of this kind of interest in sewing that was re-emerging. I had a sewing machine, which I, mum had bought for me when the children were little and, but I'd really only used it to sort of mend, do mending and make the odd fancy dress outfit. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll get my sewing machine out and see how I go. And I I just got absolutely hooked on it, just absolutely loved it. And as I say, you know, you you do need a lot of time, especially to sort of hone those skills again. Mm. And so since I had time, I was able to to do that. And, 
Yeah, and, you know, I've just realised what a lovely hobby it is. Is there a particular type of sewing that you focus on since you've gone back to sewing? Yeah, well, I I only do garment sewing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just recently, actually, I have thought, you know, you see all these wonderful quilts and things being made and other crafts. And, and I have thought maybe I'd, I'd like to give that a go. But yeah, at the moment, it's just been garment sewing, because really, I had become very rusty. And so I've just been really concentrating on, on all those techniques that you need. And even things like buttonholes and putting in zips and stuff like that, you know, things that uh, I'd sort of become, yeah, I'd sort of forgotten how to do really. And so I had to do all that again. So there was lots, there's been lots of Googling and, Mm -hmm. but you know, nowadays there's so many wonderful tutorials that you can just look up and just does make it a whole lot easier. And also I've liked learning things that I never did before, like binding seams and making things really lovely. And that's what I've really enjoyed. Is there a particular sewing tool that makes your life easier now than you thought in the past an invisible zipper foot yes it was a a total revelation to me I'd never heard of one before until I watched this tutorial and I thought oh that looks good so I went out and bought one of those actually for ages until only about oh just before Christmas this year I was sewing on a really a very basic level entry level machine which was wonderful I mean it really has been quite amazing actually but I did decide to treat myself to a new sewing machine and that has been, you know, really lovely with all the bells and whistles. That's good. Mm. A bit more encouraging to keep sewing your projects, yeah. Yes. You know, good at doing buttonholes and things like that. With my old machine, I used one of those old-fashioned buttonhole attachments that you put on the old the old ones, you know, that you have to like screw into the machine and things, which actually create really amazing buttonholes, but it is like quite a involved process getting it all set up. But as you said, it gave you a really good result. It did, yeah. Yeah. Do you, you follow the Salva 50 community? Absolutely. So when did you discover the Salva 50 community? Look, I've been thinking about that. And before I even joined Instagram, I started looking online just to see, you know, what sort of patterns were available and things like that. Because, you know, four years ago when I started sewing, I hadn't even heard of like the whole indie pattern. And I discovered paper cut and various others. And I thought, God, this, you know, this looks good. And then I actually did think to myself, maybe I should take some sewing lessons. And so I was looking at various sewing schools. Actually, I didn't end up taking them, but I still think I need some lessons on my overlocker. Um, But anyway, I saw Karina's sewing school, which is the studio of sewing. Yeah. And anyway, so that's how I got to sort of know who Karina was. And then subsequently, I joined Instagram. And so I looked up her Instagram handle and started following her and noticed that she would tag so over 50. And I thought, oh, this looks interesting. So that's how I think I originally got onto So Over 50. But look, just absolutely love it. There's so many sewers that I follow on that hashtag. And also, you know, Sandy and Judith are just so encouraging, so wonderful at sharing and responding to everyone. And I actually quite honestly don't know how they do it. But yeah, it's a it's a really great community. They do a lot for the community and they've grown it from the start of a few people and it's over 38,000 followers. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's been such a fast-growing 
community as well, hasn't it? It has. And it's great to see that the reason that they got Salva 50 organised was to make sure that there was more visibility for mature age sewers in the sewing community. Mm. And it's actually coming to fruition now, step by step. They're showing mature age sewers on grids of sewing company Instagram accounts. Yeah, I know. It's it's only really in hindsight for me that I realise how invisible older sewists were. And yeah, they have done so much work. And I mean, you know, recently with So Over at London and their campaign and pushing, I think it's Janine, is it? Yes. On the on the actual passion cover. Absolutely, which is fantastic. And I think Cashmerette has been quite good as well, haven't they, with highlighting over 50s. And I think that there has been such a big development in that. So, yeah, it's really encouraging. And it's just so lovely to see people who are like you wearing the patterns. And, yeah, and in fact, even I've had a couple of messages lately with people saying, because I um, post on the Minerva site, and they've said, oh, it's really lovely to see someone, you know, with white hair and, you know. (laughs) wearing the pattern I thought oh yeah that's really nice I mean it's nice to be you know encouraged it is it's nice to be encouraged but it's also nice to see that the sewing businesses out there are starting to put us in collectively us on their grid Mm. and they're recognizing that we are one of their strong customer bases that we want them to succeed and it would be nice to see us in their grid so that we know that the patterns suit us Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, And I mean, I have sort of done a couple of collaborations with businesses that are doing that. So Chalk and Knot and True Bias and also Friday Pattern Company. And that's been really, really encouraging because, yeah, as we say, we want to see ourselves. I mean, not me personally, but I mean, (laughs) we want to see. We want to see people like us, don't we? So that you can imagine the clothes on on your body that's right and that's all it is is just seeing Mm. an example so that we can figure out oh yeah that would be a great pattern and I'm going to Mm. buy it and I'm going to make it yes yeah I mean it seems good business to me like other communities that are wanting visibility and inclusivity in terms of patterns and sizes and things like that Mm. yeah apart from the importance of being inclusive it makes business sense yeah it does Yep. Mm. Jeanette, in New Zealand, are there any fabric retailers that you think we should know about that you really love to go to? Look, there are. There are a few. And the lovely thing, actually, is that for a while it felt like bricks and mortar fabric stores were becoming fewer and fewer. I mean, when I was young, there were masses of them. But I'd say by the 90s, a lot had gone. But look, there seems to be a resurgence, which is great. I mean, I love going to the fabric store. I absolutely love it. And that's reasonably handy to me. There's also Fabric Box in Morningside in Auckland. There's a couple of great fabric stores in South Auckland. One is NYX and one is Fabric Store. And then online, I like Miss Maud. And also the Fine Fabric Company is really lovely. They have the most gorgeous linens, but other things as well, silks. And, and that sort of thing so yeah all of those great options I've just recently become aware of another store called Jones which apparently sells vintage fabric but I haven't bought from them yet but 
if anyone's interested, they might want to go and have a look at that website. I've been to Miss Maud's in Greytown. Yes. It's a beautiful store and Emma's lovely. Yeah, it's a beautiful store. Um, Yeah, I have also been there in person once before when I went down with some friends and we made a bit of a pilgrimage to Miss Maud's. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. What advice would you give listeners who are thinking to go back to sewing? I would say if you don't already have a machine, I think a lot of people actually do have machines, you know, in the basement and things like that. But if you don't, I probably recommend getting an entry-level machine and just, you know, getting started. But for me, the most important thing has always been the inspiration that I've got from looking at what the pattern companies have done. So just, you know, if you want to Google independent pattern companies or actually the fold line, you know, is a great place to Google because they have virtually every pattern you could imagine and you can sort of look up skirts or dresses or, you know, it's all sort of broken down for you. So, yeah. Google away, the pattern companies also, you know, Instagram is just amazing. It took me quite a while to join Instagram, actually. And at the beginning, I, you know, just had a private account and and it took me a while to work up to actually posting my makes and then pictures of me because it is quite a big, a big deal, really, isn't it? I mean, you feel as though, oh God, you know, is it good enough? And but look. I know how much I absolutely love seeing what other people have made. And I find that very, very inspiring. And so I think, yeah, get your machine, get your inspiration, go get some fabric and just start sewing. What made you click over from being a private account to a public account on Instagram? Look, I was actually encouraged to do it by a friend. Yeah, well, for the reason probably that I've said as well is that I love seeing what people have made. I really do. And so I thought, well, other people might want to see what I've made. And so you obviously reach a much wider group of people. Yeah. So I think that was the reason. And have you regretted it? No, not at all. I mean, you get the odd weirdy, creepy sort of, you know, person. But on the whole, I think the sewing community perhaps doesn't attract quite as much of, as that. And certainly, I mean, touch wood, no, like no negative feedback or anything. Everyone says it, but it's so true. You know, the sewing community is a lovely space and it's very encouraging. It is. You know, I love, I love following all sorts of people, obviously not just so over 50, but I love, I love seeing what all sorts of people are making in all sorts of bodies. And I just think that it's great. Yeah, we're in a really good space. We are, yeah, yeah. You know, more to be done, but but yeah, we're doing well. And it's been enjoyable and very positive. Yeah, definitely. Well, Jeanette, thank you for coming onto the podcast and talking to us about your sewing experience and what's happening in New Zealand. Thanks so much, Maria. I've really enjoyed it. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Sew Over 50 Podcast on Sew Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Jeanette, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Sew Organised Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. If this is the first podcast you've listened to, make sure you go back and listen to our Sew Over 50 Podcast archive. There are over 290 podcasts to listen to. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at SoulOrganizedStyle or on our website at www.soulorganizedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, please do so. 
We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.